don't just take the easy, lazy approach, government officials, and jack up property taxes. That would be detrimental to your market. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 129 of The Real Word. Word is up. You know you didn't let me do that last episode. Hmm. You were so anxious really? to get in with uh, our Houston wow. guy. You didn't even let me, you didn't even, you didn't even let me. Thank you again to pop. Matt Burris of HAR. Yeah. Go back and watch 128. I thought that was a really good interview. Yeah, I know. It was great. Yeah. He's a, a jolly folk. I like him. He was a great guy. I appreciated him sharing and uh, there's a lot of insight there, but that's all in the past. I'd encourage you, if you did miss that episode, to go back, listen to the podcast, watch mm-hmm. it on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, by the way, there's no problem hitting the like button. There's no problem with that. We have no problem with that. No. Do you have a problem with that? I don't even know how to get onto our YouTube page, so. <laughs> go ahead I'm- and hit the like button. <laughs> all right, racket number one. Zillow's agent profiles are the most useful, according to a new study. This study okay. was done by the, it was released just this week by mm-hmm. the Consumer Federation of America. It also warns consumers should be skeptical of the agent ratings. You know, sometimes agent uh, Zillow has like best of Zillow. Yep. I guess that's what they're talking about. They don't reference it here in this Inman article. This is Patrick Kern's article. Ratings, eh? Well, or the, you mean like may, maybe the... No, the ratings is different than the review. Okay. They're not talking about the review. Okay. And they do mention the I'm reviews I'm glad that we here. specified that. They say Zillow's the most uh, useful agent reviews. So they, they're saying that the reviews are mm-hmm. the most useful. Mm-hmm. The real estate agents' profiles not only cover the largest majority of active agents, so they've got most of the agents on Zillow, of makes course. sense, also include current listings, past sales, price history, customer reviews. That's all true, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, a home's the most expensive purchase consumers make. No kidding, Stephen. That's a CFF, CFA senior fellow. All right, great so statement. So I, I, I guess how I'm sort of seeing it, of course it's the most useful most because useful. it has all of the information there. You Here's know? what they examined. Zillow. Like Realtor doesn't have everybody's, right. not even everyone's photos on there. Yeah. They examined Zillow, Realtor, Yelp, Facebook, Homelite. I mean, Homelite's, I like you, Homelite, because we, we do some deals once in a while, but that's a total racket. So the thing about Homelite is you can't easily, somebody from the public, go on to Homelite and do research on agents. Whereas Zillow, it's very transparent. You can Google any agent in your marketplace that you're thinking about hiring as a buyer or seller agent, as a consumer, and you can, just like what they said, look at all of their reviews, and we'll get into reviews in a second, Mm -hmm. but you can also look at what I think is the most important, which is past sales. How many sales have you actually done in the last 12 months? Where are those sales located? Are you associated with team? I can click the team profile. Mm -hmm. I can see how many transactions that they are also completing. Mm-hmm. Any agent that tells you, well, I don't put my sales on Zillow is not an agent you want to work with. Three out of four. I feel like Zillow like attaches them to you though. Don't you claim they that? They are doing it now, but, yeah. but you could actually choose not to have your past sales on Zillow. Hmm, I okay? don't even know why you would do that. I don't know why you would do that either. Unless because, they just say that and they just don't have any. Well, they, here's where I'm getting at. <laughs> three out of four consumers use Zillow. 75% of the foot traffic is on Zillow or Trulia. Zillow owns Trulia. Mm-hmm. So any agent, any broker, any team that tells you the consumer 
that, oh, we're just not putting our past sales on Zillow because of whatever their, their reason is. They're just not being truthful. Any agent that's actually running a real legitimate business is going to make sure where 75% of the eyeballs are, that all their past sales are filled out, that they're getting as many reviews as they possibly can. Let's get into reviews for a second. These reviews, and they mention it in here, these mm-hmm. aren't truly non-biased. This is not an unbiased source because almost all reviews are generated by agents who contact past clients. Right. Like we do. Absolutely. For full transparency, we'll send a link to a past client. Hey, would love for you to fill out a review for me. Here's the other reason I don't, you know, I wouldn't buy into the reviews 100%. I've got a fake review still on my profile from like the first or second year in the business. How do you know it's fake? Well, because they, first of all, it's, it's ironic. It's now the town that I live in. Okay. Ooh. So they were claiming that I was showing them houses that they wanted to see houses in the town that I currently live in now, mm-hmm. um, and that I was showing them houses, like the town I live in is on Long Island Sound, and they said I was taking them to properties in the up, all the way north in Connecticut, in the you woods, don't like even, on the Massachusetts You don't even take border. buyers out. No kidding. So <laughs> it, I already know the story of how this all happened. That's a whole nother thing. Hmm. My point is, fake review, um, the name on the review is like orangutan two six seven three four five some weird. Mm, I get some of those. Some weird name, but they're licking really bad things. And, and Zillow will not take that review down. So there's you've got to be careful. You you want an agent with a lot of reviews so you can throw out those couple of bad ones and, right. and and pick apart all the all the good ones. But I certainly would not advise consumers to go in there and just look at reviews even though zillow probably has the best review platform you have to though be like a zillow you have to register with zillow so i think that sort of stalls the system a little bit because you have to which is the right way to do it obviously to make sure that they are legitimate but i think if people are just like moving along their day you know to have to sign up for a zillow account to then give somebody a review that's where they stop and they don't don't want to go through and follow through on the review but not just agent profiles. Zillow has the most data of all of these portals, unless you find a really good local portal, like we were talking about HAR last week, and mm-hmm. it sounds like they're the only local portal beating Zillow beating in Zillow. the market. Right. You know, I got an email from Kathy. Shout out to Kathy Elson, our smart MLS CEO here in Connecticut. We should have her back. I feel like we haven't we seen her, her cocktail back. or something. So Kathy emailed me uh, because she watched the last episode, and we've had her on... Probably, I don't know, when we were talking some MLS stuff, clear cooperation, you yes. go back and find that episode. And she said, I want you to know, Byron, that we do have our own portal. We use HomeSnap. Well, mm. yeah. <laughs> Kathy, love you. Um, it's not our own, like HAR. Some agents do love HomeSnap. And, it's, and, and people, yeah. Well, but she did tell me. And th- agents use HomeSnap. They're like, yeah. Nicole, did you get my message through HomeSnap? I'm like, I'm who? What is that? How you're co- like? She did tell me there was just there was text tens me of just like you did of free leads delivered to our agents here locally. So I, I do want to make sure I clear up on that because I think we probably referenced that. Well, our board doesn't do anything like HAR, and uh, it's it's not. You know, anyways. No, but I think, well, again, that was last episode, but I love what they're doing like on Facebook and stuff too. But anyway. So here's one of the things that they do reference in this study is that an estimated 90% of home buyers and sellers use an agent. Right. And that most of those consumers undertake a limited search when it comes to an agent, contacting only one. 70% of the time, Mm -hmm. the first person they talk to, 
they use. You know what's super interesting there, though? Because I think that, yes, I, I agree with that. But the amount of times that I've met with like a Zillow lead that then like you could totally tell they've done like background on you yeah, after they've talked to you. I mean, the things they like say, and I'm sort of like, like, I appreciate it, though. Like, I'm yeah. glad like you sort of looked. But I think more and more people are 100 percent doing way more research than they were. I would say even like six, it, six, 12 months ago, for sure. It baffles me in in my career that I have not been approached more times by, hey, I'm looking to buy a home. And by the way, I'm starting my interview process of agents. I'm going to be interviewing three agents to select the right buyer agent. It baffles me how few consumers are taking that approach and having like, you know, hey, let's do a Zoom call and maybe even bringing up your Zillow profile and asking you about experiences in each transaction. And if you're a professional agent, you'd be happy to do that 20 minutes with the consumer and walking them through Mm -hmm. your value and and the questions that they have. Mm -hmm. But too many times consumers are like just like on this mission for the product, for the home, even though it's their largest purchase and they don't want to go through that process I encourage if if you are a consumer watch this. I know mostly agents are. Yeah. If you're a consumer, certainly. Or those uh, consumers that want to just deal with just the listing agents. Yeah. Love them. I mean, if, if you're an experienced buyer, you know, buyer investor, mm-hmm. that could work to your benefit. Right. But it, but it's you know, anyway. So anyway, I would agree. Out of everything they looked at, Zillow. I think is the word the most, useful is good. Yeah. The word useful is good. It's very useful. I mean, they're not saying it's the best. They're not, but it's it is certainly a useful site. It is useful. It is the most useful. This is not a racket. If you're an agent and you're not paying attention to your Zillow profile, I encourage you to do so. Seventy-four point something percent of the foot traffic is Zillow and Truly. You don't even have to update your Truly profile. Zillow just does it for you once you update it on Zillow. And, uh, and certainly, you know, I know they're saying don't pay attention to the ratings. They're telling that to consumers. But you and I both know when a consumer does see best of Zillow badge on mm-hmm. somebody's profile, yeah. they, they immediately are like, they got to be good. Yeah. Got to be good. Hmm. Got to be good. Got to be. All right. Racket number two. We're going to Fox News. Local governments weigh major tax hikes to plug the coronavirus-induced shortfalls. They're talking where we're going to focus in. They're talking about you know income tax and wealth taxes and all that. It's not really our, our game here. But they mentioned property taxes. They mentioned that in Nashville, uh, the mayor of Nashville is talking about a 34% increase on the real estate tax. I don't even... Property so tax. I, I mean, they must be so low. Well, so I believe that that is true. They've got, I mean, 34%. I don't know. We don't know, obviously. Neither of us know, you know, Nashville in particular or Tennessee. The little bit I know about Tennessee, Doug Edmonton, shout out to him, broker in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is that home values across the board, certainly in Chattanooga, again, I don't know Nashville's market, but I know a little bit about Tennessee, Mm -hmm. that values are much less than, say, here in the Northeast across Mm -hmm. the board, like what you get apple for apple. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe that property taxes are much lower. This is also, but I wonder Tennessee is also a no income tax state. I believe. So I wonder though. It's interesting because I feel like there are so many. And again, I don't. I'm not putting this on it. But I feel like a lot of a lot of people are also kind of using Corona as a way to like no income tax. Maybe they just needed. Maybe they've needed money. 
Like, when was the last time, like, their taxes went up? And, the, and they're mentioning, and well, 34%, Nicole. That's not a... So I hear you. What are your taxes over there by the green in pretty Guilford, Connecticut? Like, what do I pay? Yeah, a year. A year? I don't know, like 8000 8000 bucks. Yeah. 34%. No, honey, I get it. I get it. But my taxes go up every single year, is my point. Like, and, I'm wondering and if... And actually, if you go back over the last six, seven years, your taxes have gone up about... Thir- but that's spread out over time. Right. Not, we're not So that's what I'm... That's my question here. here. Yeah. If you read this article... We'll link it up as we always do. They're talking about California mm-hmm. in here. They're talking about Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said property taxes increases are on the table to help address budgetary problems that include a projected shortfall of nearly $700 million that she says could become even greater due to everything that's going on. In Texas, Dallas lawmakers were considering a massive property tax site of as much as 8%, but needed the city council to pass a measure allowing them to increase rates by more than 3.5%. In May, they had a vote and it failed 12 to 3. Hmm. Um, so other areas, New York, New Jersey on the list. Uh, Connecticut was not mentioned. Thank, Thank you very much. Goodness. <laughs> now, I will encourage everybody, and we're going to link this one up as well. And shout out to Tom Ferry, the podcast that or i think it's a facebook live maybe it ends up on his podcast after but i'm pretty certain it is a facebook live i know it ends up on his youtube anyway every friday he's doing a market update national market update uh show Mm -hmm. with keeping current matters david childress from from kcm and yvonne arnold who's a coach and Mm -hmm. uh she operates a couple different real estate brokerages i think Californian and then another state and I'm not sure which one but anyways Yvonne brought up this howmoneywalks.com if you go to the tab explore the data and maybe uh, we can get that populated right here Joe can do that and it'll show you all these different colors it'll go from like a really bright green in some states all the way to a really dark red in other states the states that have a really dark red are the states that are losing losing money billions if you're in the dark red uh, to migration. Right. Okay. So like, let's just pick. Let's hover over Connecticut, which is dark red, right? Definitely dark red. We'll click on Connecticut because that's our state here that Nicole and I operate in. Connecticut has lost 19.57 billion in annual but it's AGI. But super interesting. No, look at part of to us. Part of us are part of us are green. So Middlesex County is neutral yeah that's a neutral uh color and then so like our county here that you and i both live in new haven county is dark red and our butts whooped so connecticut's lost almost 20 billion in since 92 to 2018 if we go back and and we and you can play with this go to your state dig in so Um, fun like if we go to florida my second favorite state uh, hmm. Florida has gained 187.8 billion in annual G- AGI gain. And look, at, and look, Connecticut's number. Connecticut's number five. Connecticut gate. We gave 12. Fueling. 12.88 billion over this time period, 92 to 2018, to Florida. So here's my point about showing you this: if your state, if your area is going to jack up property taxes, oh, so look at that. Look, look, over time, take a peek at Tennessee then. See well, what's let's happening look at there. Tennessee. So Tennessee's a green, bright green state. Hmm. They've gained 17. So they're bringing 68. money in. So Tennessee, for example, I don't know if what's going to happen in Nashville is going to happen across the state of Tennessee. Right. But if Tennessee's property taxes go up 34, percent I can tell you with certainty they're going to be that, red. 
<laughs> oh, I can tell you with certainty that that will impact property values. Property values will go down and some people will leave and that could swing the balance here that Tennessee has been, you know, they've received adjusted gross income gained. Illinois. Just hmm. in the last uh, 32 seconds. See this? $1,000 in the last 34 seconds they've gained. That's wow, interesting. 35, I wonder 11. what. I wonder if we're losing. Wow, we're like, it's I didn't like, see that it's little like live. You got to look at that little ticker here. Look at Connecticut losing $103. $130 we've in the lost last in the last seconds. $200. Whoa, oh, this is scary. That's not even. Anyways, um, the states that want to jack up property taxes, a couple things are going to happen. Home values will go down, have to go down because Nicole. And that's in, up to $600 already. The, yeah, it's crazy. In the median <laughs> price point or the average price point or whatever in, in your area, mm -hmm. if you have a home buyer that's taking out a mortgage mm -hmm. and the taxes go, let's use easy numbers, from 5000 to say $6,000 mm -hmm. a year, mm -hmm. can they not afford less on that mortgage? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, even, even just town to town, like there's a town Hamden that's near us. I mean, I had a buyer that was looking in a $300,000 price range and the taxes were like 15 grand. I'm like, you guys can't even afford to look in Hamden. Right. Like you can't even like you like that's a thousand more than a thousand dollars a month just in your taxes and and so and that shit ain't going away. The majority of buyers, by the way, are using a mortgage. Okay, so if the majority of buyers now can afford less, they're going to offer less. It pulls property values down. I believe what this Fox News article is referencing: property tax increases are being considered across mm -hmm. the board in many states. I believe that that one thing will pull down the real estate market faster and much deeper than any foreclosure crisis that could be looming. Absolutely. Again, actually, if you listen to the KCM, the recent one, they talk about, and get it, we're not gonna get into it here, we have in the past, about foreclosures and how we're probably not you know, in a position where we're gonna see a lot of them anytime soon. Yeah, anytime soon. And that there's certain economists that believe that and there's reasons why and, and all of that. But I can tell you for certainty, if taxes go way up, values have to go down and then more people are gonna to wanna to sell in certain areas, certainly the red areas where the right. money is walking. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because if you look here like Middlesex, the taxes are, the mills over there are pretty low. So it's- And so that's why people have come in. You know, course. Middlesex is a county here in Connecticut and they're neutral. They're not red like yeah. next door, New London County, New Haven County or, or nope. Fairfield County. It's the only shoreline town that is more neutral with a little bit of a gain actually. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a gain. Let's look, let's just click on it. So they've gained since 92 to 2018, 357.5 yeah, New Haven million County AGM. is their number Here, one supply. Yeah. Little marketing tip too, while we're on this How Money Walks, we're gonna be training on that on this this week. I just heard about it on that TF podcast. We're gonna be training on this on Wednesday because how often, Nicole, do we get a seller to ask us where are people moving into? Right. In, Where's my in buyer? Discounted? Where's coming? my buyer coming Where's from? Where's my buyer coming from? I encourage every agent, every broker, every team to just when you get that question yeah. on a listing appointment, on a Zoom appointment, whatever it may be, to pull up howmoneywalks.com and say, yeah, let's look at where our buyers are coming from. For example, if I'm talking about Middlesex, Connecticut, and I'm going to be listing a homeowner's property in Middlesex and they ask me that question, I could go right to here and say, hey, since 1992 to 2018, kind of a lot of data. Kinda, right? a little bit. Pretty good stretch. Pretty good stretch. That we are seeing buyers from New Haven County, Hartford County, Fairfield County, Westchester County, and New York County, New York. So, you know, Middlesex County sellers, they may believe 
that their buyer is only coming from New York. Well, your top three buyers are actually coming from the town next door to you. From the three towns <laughs> surrounding you. Or actually, no, Fairfield's one over, but three of the counties next to you. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, you know. You know, we get we have that. Uh, Clinton's gaining in from Madison, you know. Now, now, New Haven County, a little bit different where we live. There is four New York counties and then it is, uh, it's, Fairfield County It is very well. interesting. I, I mean, it's because, again, it's so funny because we just we talked about this, what, maybe three podcasts ago about like the whole like everyone talks about like the New York buyer right. and we're, we've never we, we've never really actually seen them until right now but not clearly, to this level we've clearly, seen them but well, we have <laughs> but clearly we have yeah. I mean hello and certainly in New Haven County not as much in no Middlesex not in Middlesex or New well London. Middlesex is again because again now we're going on a completely different tangent but what we've always been saying is that Middlesex is always sort of the second the second home it's just a little too far I think well, sometimes from also, New York you've seen people in, in New Haven County go to towns like an old Saybrook oh of course my right? mom did local, that you really know these towns the, are talking about the like mom that she saved the taxes yeah they saved some taxes from guilford she sold you the house with the big taxes i bought it and went and got a pretty sucker. nice house with lower taxes Flipping sucker all right uh, anyway. so this, this is not a racket what is a racket is if they can't find ways to generate income i've talked about connecticut in particular on the radio station radio station that we do local here multiple times that why are you not jumping on the train here legalizing marijuana increasing you, you know your tax base through that why are you not legalizing sports betting while people can drive over the border to Rhode Island, play sports bets, and you can increase your tax uh, base there? Don't just take the easy, lazy approach, government officials, and jack up property taxes. That would be detrimental to your market, and I don't advise it at all. That would be the biggest racket of 2020. Ooh, you know what we should look at when we're done? We should look at Massachusetts. Maybe people from Connecticut are going up there because they don't, they, don't, they don't charge for your, um, they don't charge tax you what, for your I retirement could, I either. I could spend hours on that Oh, it would be fun. Well, when we're done. Uh, you know they, what I mean? They, people have learned a lot about Connecticut today. Yeah. There'll be no a quiz. Question. There'll be a quiz on Middlesex County later. No question. All right. Uh, Marketeer of the week. Another Jay Thompson article. Hmm, Two like weeks him. in a row, Jay. It's like you're not even retired. <laughs> 11 rules of engagement to avoid social media trouble. Now is not the time to pull back on social media. Agree. Do you agree? Of course. Not a racket. Exercise caution. For and follow sure. Follow these guidelines to help your business above potential phrase. To keep your business above the potential phrase. All right. So this is 11 rules. We're going to go through each one and we're going to say. We love it. We love numbers. Whether we agree or not. Yes. All right. Racket mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Rackets in the marketeers. I mean, I number it. one should be number one. Uh, this is Inman, of course. Jay is writing for Inman, I believe, once a week. And the second week in a row, we've picked up his story. So number one, avoid politics and religion. Would you agree? Holla. I think that's an easy one. I mean, for We're real. sign off on that one. Hello. No politics, no religion. Don't be racist or biased is number two. I mean, does that even need to be said? It shouldn't be like, said. Like, even if you're not in business or social media, it, it, it's right. not okay to be racist on social media. Uh, number three. Know that nothing, nothing is, is private. private. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you think you're in a secret group on Facebook that will never see the light of day, think again. Yeah. Anything, screenshots or a click away, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not a racket. Make nope. sure you're, you know, even if you're sending a text message to somebody, that could be screenshotted and that could that could be bad for you. Or saved or pulled. I mean... Number four, follow the golden rule. It's been around for centuries across virtually every culture for a reason. The golden rule is sage advice for living life. Treat others as you would like to uh, be treated, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, that's a a real estate thing, right? That's the golden rule of real estate. No, I think it's the golden rule of life. Uh, Number five, don't spam. 
So do you agree with the golden rule? Treat others as you want to well, be treated? Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem sort of with what that you teach rule, your children. Always, here's the problem. I've always had a problem with that rule is I can handle being treated certain ways that other people can't be handle being treated. So like treat others as you want to be treated. Well, I got tougher skin than a lot of people. Hmm. All right. But you, but you don't deserve to be treated poorly. But it's the but maybe rule. maybe you do. I'm talking about the golden rule. Treat others the like, way you want to be like treated. you want to be treated. Want to be treated. I don't mind being treated, you know, a little harsher. It doesn't ruffle my feathers that hmm. much. I like criticism. I enjoy it. Uh, number five, don't spam. Okay. What would you consider spam? Well, look, flooding in boxes, news feeds, repetitive messaging. I agree. Um, Stop with the humble brag. I mean, it's... Well, hold on. Number five, don't spam. I want to touch on that real quick. Okay. Because... We have a I think you should be sending messages. I think you should be well, bombarding but, but, people if it's good if it's good content. But okay, so mm-hmm. I agree. Don't send out spam though. Don't send out bad content. Don't send out crap. Yeah, but you don't have to triple share it, quadruple share it. Quadruple share. I yeah. would do that. Okay. I would quadruple share. All right. Uh, number six. Stop with the humble, humble brag. Completely disagree with this one, Jay. Total racket. You should be humble bragging all your success. It's called social proof. Sellers actually will make decisions based on it. Well, what he's saying though is that it's 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 funny because it's just, it, well, only realtors like writes, toot their own horns. Who cares that you close some transaction after three months of busting your butt? Sellers do, that's who, <laughs> sellers. Okay, so continue to humble brag, continue to put out that social proof, proof show your real trends number, show how much uh, you and your team are selling in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. Exercise caution with humor. Yeah, I mean, listen, people hate everything right now. So humor could fall into that category. Definitely I, be I would, careful. I would say if Especially you're coming, if it's like dirty or vulgar. Yeah, I would say if you're I mean, coming from vulgar... a good authentic place, I don't mind humor. I mean, Broke Agent has the best Instagram in real estate and it's all humor. Right. Well, but it, that's because he's making fun of himself. Right. Yeah. Right. So you, you got to stay true to who you are. with well, uh, Don't be a keyboard warrior. Uh, means I guess you're just talking crap on Twitter. Is that what that means? Um, I don't. It just keyboard warriors keyboard, out there. You're trying to hide behind. Oh, so you're just sort I of arguing. You're, you're arguing like you're going back and forth and arguing. Going back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Number nine. Never post while drinking. I would totally agree with that one. Nicole. One hundred percent. Do you post when you drink? I no. don't think that, that I do. Do you drink? I definitely drink. drink. Okay. <laughs> Number ten. Separate the business and the personal. Ooh, what do you think about that one? I, that was interesting, Jay. A lot of people disagree with you on that. So I that. absolutely. I mean, I do have a personal page and I do have a business page, but I definitely find that I need to bring my personal into my business because that's how I become relatable. So yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah, you do one. a lot of family stuff. I, I do a lot of family stuff, but people then, you know, yeah, I do. And then, I, de- I decide not to. I actually have said for years that I think the way I do it is the wrong decision because I see other people pull off the mix of everything that they're into Mm -hmm. with their business quite well. Mm -hmm. And I think it brings them more attention. I think it brings them more people that are interested. Like, you know, if you're interested in it. Well, it makes you human. It shows that you're human. Yeah. So I I would disagree with that one. And then number 11. Be nice. Be nice. Isn't that sort of like the the golden rule? It is kind of like the golden rule. I mean, he just really wanted to have an 11th. Could have went with 10 there, Jay. Could have totally Uh, gone with 10. (laughs) Top 10. I like the top 10. Do you think being nice is good? I I think it's pretty important. Yeah. It's appropriate, um, but I think you could have stayed with them. Well, I th- I, in all honesty, I think what maybe should be added there, I think that it's super important for you to also um, 
I hate to use the word congratulate, but if people are being boastful, I mean, I think that you also, I think it's imperative for you to um, give congratulations to, you know, like, what's the word? Why am I like blinking? You know, it's good to, props. yeah, like, in, like, good job, Byron, on your 50 million sales. Like, I think that goes a long way too, because I think that if other consumers are uh, commenting as well, and they're seeing that other agents are giving them like a, yeah. a high five, I think it shows you as a as a as definitely a good agent when he says be nice too. like being nice to other agents like you're talking about is yeah. super important uh having good relationships on Absolutely. social it's still conversation so all of that plays into it so i think i don't know what were 80 percent we agreed 80 90 percent for the most these, part which one didn't part? we didn't i think it was maybe one we didn't agree with oh yeah. but then you didn't like the golden roll but then I mean, you liked but then you liked 11 anyway i just think the golden roll leaves a lot of gray area it should be called a gray rule right anybody <laughs> could interpret that any area i didn't like number six i think that's Stop just with you humble, i think you're just gray no mm -mm. i don't think so all right that's it that's it thanks guys keep it real see Thank you next you guys. time